It is Monday, April 3rd, and this is your Morning Mud. This episode is brought to you by Mudwater. Mudwater is a coffee alternative, as well as the most aptly named sponsor for this show ever, with one-seventh of the caffeine as a regular cup of coffee. It's made with masala chai, cacao, mushrooms, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and that is it. And I know what you're thinking, Matt. You are somebody who loves caffeine. Why would you be hawking for a company that is advertising less caffeine? And that's because it worked. It's true. I love caffeine. I used to drink two energy drinks a day, and now I might have one a week. All thanks to Mudwater. If you or someone you love might want to make the switch to Mudwater, all you have to do is head on over to muddiedwatersoffreedom.com slash mud to make the switch today. Good morning, everyone, and happy Monday. This is Matt Wright, Editor-in-Chief of Muddied Waters Media. Hope everybody out there is having a great day. Hope you had a great weekend. Uh, let's get into a little bit of what went on over the weekend. On Friday, Douglas Mackey, also known as Ricky Vaughn, was convicted by a federal jury in Brooklyn of the charge of conspiracy against rights. Stemming from it, his scheme to deprive individuals of their constitutional right to vote. And this is from justice.gov, that sentence. And I have so many issues with the way that sentence is worded uh, because at no point in that, no point was he attempting to uh, deprive individuals of their constitutional right to vote. He was, I don't agree with what, with what Mackey did. I don't, I don't, I don't agree with what Mackey did. I don't think that um, what he did was proper. And I don't think that what he did was, you know, something that people should be doing. But at the same time, it wasn't illegal. He made memes. He made jokes and put them out on the internet. And People bought them. People thought that they were real instead of satire. Was he doing it in order to take advantage of a situation? Yeah, absolutely. But uh, it was it was still a freedom of speech. He wasn't doing anything that was uh, that was illegal. There's nothing illegal about what he did. So <clears throat> the trial lasted one week. The trial lasted one week, and um, when he is sentenced, he could face a maximum of 10 years in prison for putting out images online saying, skip the line, vote from home. Um, U.S. Attorney, uh, U.S. Attorney, uh, da, 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 peace, which I mean, that's just... That just doesn't even make sense as a name for a U.S. attorney. Uh, U.S. Attorney Peace said, Mackey has been found guilty by a jury of his peers by, of attempting to deprive individuals from exercising their sacred right to vote for the candidate of their choice in the 2016 presidential election. 
Today's verdict proves that the defendant's fraudulent actions crossed a line into criminality and flatly rejects his cynical attempts to use the constitutional right of free speech as a shield for his scheme to subvert the ballot box and suppress the vote. Now, he had roughly 58,000 followers on Twitter. 58,000. That's not a lot of people when compared to the number of people who can vote in the United States. Um, that's not a lot compared to the people who can vote in the United States. And even though like MIT, MIT ranked him as the 107th most important influencer of the 2016 presidential election. Like you're not even in the top a hundred there. Like, the only reason most people know this guy's name even a little bit is because he got in trouble for making fraudulent memes. Um, so between September of 2016 and November of 2016, Mackey conspired, conspired. He, he made jokes online with other influential Twitter users and members of private online groups to use social media platforms, including Twitter, to disseminate fraudulent messages that encouraged supporters of, Clint, of, of Hillary Clinton to vote via text message or social media, uh, which in reality was legally invalid, of course. Um, and on November 1st, of just a few days before the election in 2016, um, he was sending tweets suggesting the importance of limiting black turnout. The defendant tweeted an image of an African-American woman standing in front of an African-Americans for Hillary sign. The ad stated, avoid the line, vote from home, text Hillary to 59925 and vote for Hillary and be part of history. Um, the fine print at the bottom of the deceptive image, as they, they call the deceptive image stated, must be 18 or older to vote, one vote per person, must be a legal citizen of the United States, voting by text not available in Guam, Puerto Rico, Alaska, Hawaii, paid for by Hillary for president 2016, uh, and then included the I'm with her. Uh, you can say, at most, he he committed copyright infringement. Like, he violated copyright infringement. But to say that by tweeting these things out from an account, 50, I know people personally with 58,000 followers who tweet out the most horrendous stuff and they aren't being arrested for uh, trying to subvert elections. Uh, most of the time these things are tweeted and put out not to just to see if it gains traction, just to get like some sort of some sort of name for yourself. And the thing that makes me more concerned about this is, OK, he was tweeting stuff out that were false, that were trying to falsify the elections. What about all the things that say Donald Trump tweets out trying to falsify the elections or that Joe Biden tweets out to try to falsify the elections? Um, for instance, in 2022, right before the midterm elections, Joe Biden tweeted out and spoke everywhere that he was going to cancel student loan debt. And it was finally here, even though he legally knew he was not going to be able to do that. But yet he did that to try to get people to vote for the Democrats. 
one could argue that what he did, knowing that it wasn't legal, was just as bad as him as as Mackey saying, tweet from home, text Hillary to five two two six five or whatever it was. Um that is just as bad. He knows that that's going to fail in court. He absolutely knows it's going to fail in court, especially because he was doing it under the, uh, he knew he was doing it under the uh, emergency act from COVID. So he was like, because we're still in this emergency act, we need to do this for people who have these debts so they can save some kind of money. Uh, but now that they've voted that the emergency has been shot down, they voted that the emergency has been shot down. His executive order holds absolutely no weight. So how is what Joe Biden did any different? How is it when Trump talks about uh, how he's going to, you know, drain the swamp and then, you know, doesn't? How is that any different? At what point do you draw the line saying, saying, okay, well, this guy, he was trying to... Uh, he was trying to he was he was using his free speech rights, but he was trying to uh, change the outcome of an election. Uh, so he needs to go to jail for up to 10 years. But these people over here who are using their free speech rights, uh, even though we know that they're lying. Why aren't they going to jail? Somebody make that come together for me because it doesn't make sense. This is a hatchet job. Uh, and I bet this isn't the last we're going to see of this. I think this will get, uh, this is going to, this one, I believe, will go to uh, the next level and eventually possibly be at the Supreme Court. Um, but I don't think this is the last we're hearing of this one. Uh, but either way, let me know in the comments. Uh, let me know in the comments if, if you leave a review. If you leave, re leave a review of Muddied Waters Media on your favorite podcasting platform. Let me know if you think this is the end that we're going to be hearing of Douglas Mackey. Um, and uh, we will be right back after these commercials. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for sticking with me through the break. Um, I know what everybody's thinking. We're obviously going to have to talk about Trump. He was indicted. Uh, he's going to be turning himself in, but no, we're not going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to wait until after we get the mugshot because that's just going to be better for everybody. Um, so we're not going to talk about that. Instead, we are going to talk about the words that people are using to lie to the American people. And these words are obviously weapons of war. Now, over the weekend, we, and we've heard, we've heard weapons of war a lot over the course of um, the last 10, 15 years, uh, mainly when people are talking about AR-15s. Uh, this weekend, there was a slight ramp on those uh, as many op-eds were coming out saying that AR-15s are weapons of war. Uh, here we have letter weapon weapons of war too easy to obtain uh, letters to the editor. Uh, this is what makes the AR-15 exclusively a weapon of war. Uh, opinion: the AR-15 is a weapon only for war, uh, and how a weapon of war has worsened the mass shootings epidemic. AR-15s designed for maximum killing in combat are ever more popular with mass shooters. All of these have come out 
in the last four or five days from the time that I recorded this. Now, this, of course, is being fueled and stemmed by numerous people on the left who will refer to AR-15s and other semi-automatics as weapons of war. Now, a lot of people don't understand semi-automatic. That means you pull the trigger, you get a bullet. You pull the trigger, you get a bullet. It's like a, it's like a slot machine. Yeah. Pull this, you pull the handle, you get a spin. Uh, you pull the trigger, you get a bullet. That's a semi-automatic weapon. Fully automatic, you pull the trigger and you will launch your entire, you'll launch your entire magazine in just a few seconds. Um, and right now, it is very difficult to own one of those. You can, it's, you can own one, but it's very difficult um, and it's not really worth the hassle. Uh, unless you just want to do it illegally. Uh, and I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. Uh, but people on the left are cons constantly uh, calling the AR-15s weapons of war. Now, here we have uh, Joe Biden speaking to America. And he says, you know, we have to do more to stop this gun violence that are ripping communities apart and ripping apart the soul of this nation to protect our children so they learn how to read and write instead of duck and cover in the classroom. You know, we need to act. These are weapons of war. Then, because he's Joe Biden and he feels he needs to pander to people that he can't really pander to he goes on and he says i'm a second amendment guy i have two shotguns my sons have shotguns you know but our states you know everybody thinks that somehow the second amendment is absolute you're not you're not allowed to go out and own a an automatic weapon you're not allowed to own a machine gun you're not allowed to own a flamethrower you're not allowed to own so many other things. Why in God's name do we allow these weapons of war on our streets and at our schools? One, you can own a flamethrower. I know many people who do. So he's wrong there. Joe Biden is also the person that told everybody to uh, violate many different laws by taking your double-barreled shotgun, which you can't really get much anymore, but taking your double-barreled shotgun and firing it into the air. That's not legal most places, but that's what he said. Everybody needs to just get a double barrel shotgun. Fire shot off in the air. That'll get that'll scare them varmints away. Um But what he's saying here is you just need a shotgun. You don't need this. You don't need these weapons of war. And I know many people who have served in the military, and I know many people who have fought in different wars. And there is a major general who doesn't deserve my respect, uh, but there is a major general who will say that, yes, the AR-15 is a weapon of war. And if you find the articles that uh, talk about it, they say this major general is he was he's loved by the by the troops below him. And, you know, when you're a major general, yeah, you're loved by the troops below you because the, you're for they're forced to love you. They are absolutely forced to love you as a major general. What I want to see, and if I was a member of Congress or Senate, 
if I was a member of Senate or a member of Congress, the next time that we're having a hearing about uh, about gun control, about AR-15s, about semi-automatic weapons, I wouldn't bring in generals and corporals, and I definitely wouldn't bring in a lieutenant. I would definitely not bring in any lieutenants. What I, who I would bring in? I would bring in the sergeant majors from across the branches and have them come in to testify. And I would ask each and every one of them, Sergeant Major, would you want us as the government to outfit your entire company with AR-15s to go fight in the next war? And every single Sergeant Major will look at you and say, absolutely not, we will all die. The AR-15 is not a weapon of war. The military does not use it. The reason that they say that it is a weapon of war is quite literally because it's black and it looks scary. So if any if anybody out there, and I, I don't have the connections that I wish I had, but if anybody out there has the kind of connections where it would be possible to do this, but... Next time you're sitting in next to reach out to, you know, one of your if you know a congressperson, senator, whatever. Uh, that is the episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in. If you enjoy what is happening here at Muddied Waters Media, I ask you to do a couple of simple favors for us. Please, whatever podcasting platform you are listening to us on, give us a five star review. Also, leave a review in the biggest way that you can help is by sharing this episode with your friends. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We will see you again very soon. And remember, where we're going, we don't need roads.